Welcome, everyone. This is the Save Point Podcast. This is episode 60, uh, which is a, to me, it's a milestone. Um, I am your host, Dan, and uh, I have, as always, my great crew uh, joining me. Uh, Chris is here. Ryan. Yo. And we have Z returning again with us. Hello. Hello. So uh, Juan is not able to make it, um, but uh, he'll be back sooner or later. Um, But this is episode 60. Uh, We're kicking off summer. um, And I think what better way to kick off summer than to talk about this thing that has kind of replaced E3. Which before we get into that, um, I know we kind of talked about E3 before in past episodes. Um, There was an announcement today that supposedly E3 is coming back in 2023. What's your guys' thought on that? Like, just somebody, just what do you think about that? I mean, it's going to be, if it, that's my thought. It just, eh. I think that it's going to be a really good, um, it's going to be a nice little return. I feel like a lot of people lost a lot of things during the pandemic, and I feel like E3 was one of them, but that in general, that was something that all gamers looked forward to, to see all of the fun new upcoming things that all of the different studios had to show us. Um, And I think that being able to get something like that back is going to be, at the very least, a nice little motivational, like, hey, look at what we can do now, you know? Very true. Um, So I think, I, I agree with you on that, but there was already so many people pulling away. Like Nintendo pulled away a long time ago. PlayStation pulled away that they weren't doing a live event with them anymore. They just did digital. Um, so really, the only big player was Xbox that was doing live events. And those consistently felt very ori- non-original. Like everything was kind of copied from the previous year. Uh, that was kind of like the consensus back and forth. So I-, I agree with you. I think that it would be great to have a convention back. But does it have to change the format, Ryan? I, you haven't mentioned. Do you think? Do you think the format needs to change to to pull these big game, pull these big companies back? Well, they're gonna have to change a lot of things without the big companies. People aren't gonna show because that was the big draw: is that it was everyone in one place presenting everything they have coming in the future. You only have Xbox, then well. <laughs> you, you kind of lose a large portion of the gaming audience. Because if you look at the numbers, historically, Xbox owns only one console. Out of all consoles that have ever been made, they only have one console that breaks the top 10 for most units sold. The rest is Nintendo and PlayStation. Without those two, you're losing a large portion of the gaming audience. I agree. I, 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 I get what you're saying with that. Um... But I mean, even though them going digital, like I mean, do you, do do we see a, an actual return to, uh, like physical in on stage presentations? I mean, those those cost a lot. I mean, those cost a lot of money to put on uh, for a matter of an hour, hour and a half. When you know you can kill it with just as good as a digital presentation that. You basically put somebody in front of a camera and then it's editing. And what is it? You got just 
you know, manpower to create a great video compared to, you know, millions of dollars, you know, not only say millions, but hundreds of thousands of dollars to put on a presentation? Um, yeah, I'm not a fan of, if they, if the big companies do come back and they only do it digitally, that's kind of misses the point for me. Like the bit, like I always go back to this one thing, one of the best presentations for an upcoming game. And an orchestra it had all this shock and awe, you know. I mean, it was a big presentation. Was when they first introduced the new God of War. That was a big fucking deal, and they did it in this really epic way. With digital, you kind of lose that. Yeah, I remember that. That was like the be- that was right at the beginning of. Um, nobody knew that that was even like in the works at all. Like nobody even knew that God of War was there. It was the unveil of it, and I remember the whole build up with the orchestra and then out of the darkness comes Kratos, you know, all in, you know, all new 3d and, you know, and just looking phenomenal. Yeah. I'm fanboying right now. I, I mean, I, I, I agree and disagree at the same time. I mean, I, what I would love to, if, if they're going to do it, they need to go straight up old school. I want to see like hundreds of different game studios, you know, testing boots, you know, just to get your hands on the experience because that's what E3 used to be. Used to be you can go to this once a year thing and check everything out and speak to the developers and get the, you know, your hands on knowledge right then and there instead of waiting around and looking for a developer interview on stream. It's like, eh. I mean, you know, I understand COVID had a lot to do with all that, of course, but I mean, it maybe wouldn't hurt just to take a look at what they did five, ten years ago and start doing that again. I definitely think that Chris just hit the nail on the head right there with what he said, um, because that's the E3 that I used to get excited about, was where it wasn't just the big three, you know? It's, you know... Being able to have a once a year, like, convention type video game deal where other developers and are able to show up and show off what they have, you know, it's, it's kind of like an in-person creator spotlight. I think that that would be ideal if they were able to go back to that, and I'm wondering if now that we're beginning to kind of come out of the pandemic, um, like, stay away from public places mindset, that if some, if maybe some of the digital, the, like, Sony, how they went digital, if they would come back, you know? Yeah, I, I get I get what you're saying. Um, I think the the thing that would be interesting is that they do go back to that because you're right. That is what I'm used to. I remember uh, knowing that it's there, and I didn't want to take a PTO day from work. And I knew that really the only big day were like the days that the big three were having their conferences. The rest of the time was just kind of like stuff I knew I could look up on the internet while I was at work. Um, so I remember calling off sick, like. <laughs> And being like, because oh, I want to stay home and watch this stuff. Like, uh, I think there was one time what Xbox was on. What was that? Spike TV? No, no, you're thinking of G4. Well, I mean, yeah, I know. I, I know G4 had them. I know Spike TV had them. I know that you could try to stream them, and nine times out of ten, because you know back then, you know, streaming wasn't great, and video production wasn't great or whatever. So you would just hope that the video wouldn't crash on you. 
because there was too many people trying to log in and, and, and watch it and all that. Ryan, I think I think there was a time, one or two times you came over to the apartment and we watched it during the day. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we did that when we lived together. We used to, we used to both sit there and watch it. That's right. We did. That that was pro- that was right at the closer to the ending of what would be the traditional E3s. Yeah, um, we, we, we would sit back, we'd grab a case of beer, we would sit back and we'd watch everything every single day pretty much. Yeah, basically. Um, I remember that the my my last one that I really could remember watching um, like all day and all of that was um so like Ryan alluded to Ryan and I used to be roommates and I ended up having to move to Detroit for work okay and um I remember going through and it was June and as I'm trying to watch this E3 stuff and and like I know PlayStation had a later conference because at some point like it transitioned like later became Sony became like a prime time one to watch uh Xbox was kind of like in the morning. Nintendo was usually on Tuesdays, you know, the day after. Um, I remember that my boss, like my uh, an older boss, kept calling me and was like, "Hey, we have a place down in St. Louis. Would you maybe want to come down and check this out? Like, would you maybe want to help out and and try to get them going and set up the account?" I'm like, "Yeah, sure, no problem. Let me know what you want me to do. When do you want me to do it?" And, you know, I get off the phone with them and I go back to watching the E3 stuff. And then, you know, he ends up calling me again. So, like, the first call was at, like, 830 in the morning. The next call is at, like, 10. And, like, throughout the day, he kept calling me. Like, hey, when would you be available? Hey, did you ever have any write-ups? Hey, do you like it up in Detroit? But I'm like, yeah, whatever. And now I get to the point where it's like Sony is on and he's called me like three times during the Sony conference. And as you guys know, um, you know, I'm a Sony person, you know, I'm a PlayStation guy. Um, so now I'm getting like frustrated because like I can't pause it. I'm missing stuff. He's talking to me. So finally he calls me up and I go, hey, are you just going to make me the fucking director down there or not and give me the job? Because that's what it sounds like. And he's like, uh, yeah. That's actually kind of what I want you to do. Um, we're going to have a plane for you at like three, four in the morning. Can you be ready for that? Like, can you make it to the airport at like three in the morning for your flight? And I'm like, sure. So the one of the nights after, you know, after that, I flew down to St. Louis and then I ended up moving to St. Louis. Um, so that was like my last like big remembering of, of, of an E3 event. Um, but with that, uh, moving on to the to the next thing, um, with E three not being here, uh, Jeff Keeley has kind of come out and created this uh, summer game fest, which I think what is it? Is it like three years now? Chris, maybe you can help me with this one. I think it's like three years that he's been doing this. Yeah, maybe four. Uh, pretty much, pretty much since like like the year before, like tw- like twenty nineteen. So we're going on three. Yeah, so because they, they uh, pulled out of E3 before COVID. Correct. Yeah, he pulled out of E3. Okay, so today was the uh, first event of 2022 for 
Summer Game Fest. Um, so we're going to go over and we're going to kind of talk about some of the announcements and kind of get our reactions to it. Um, I think we're just going to go kind of down the line. I don't think that they appeared in this order, but they might have. So um, kind of give our impression. So guys, just kind of jump in and chime in when, when you feel something you want to talk about. Uh, so the first one that they talked about was Street Fighter. Guile is coming back. Um, I kind of like this like new like graffiti looking flowing of Street Fighter. I'm not a huge Street Fighter fan. I don't, I don't remember really playing Street Fighter 5. Uh, but I think it looks cool. I think it, I mean, I love Guile and, and you know, I think I should do my hair like that one time. That's a great art style. Yeah, I'll agree with that. Um, I think something that I'm looking forward to because I'm really big personally on fighting games, uh, especially the Sword Calibur series. That's my personal favorite. Um, but I think that something I'm looking forward to is the open world exploration that they say will be coming along with Street Fighter 6. I don't know how that's going to look. I'm not used to seeing open world uh, takes on fighting games, but I am intrigued to say the very least. If you play Dragon Ball uh, Z Kakarot, is it Dragon Ball Z Kakarot or Dra Dragon Ball Kakarot or whatever? So I know what you're talking about. I have a very good friend of mine who is obsessed with it and so is his roommate. Um, I personally have not played it. I did not grow up on Dragon Ball. I grew up on Pokemon, so I strayed towards the Pokemon games rather than the Dragon Ball, uh, Dragon Ball ones. Uh, no, yeah, yeah, exactly where Dan's going at, though. It's like, that's pretty much exactly what, like, Dragon Ball Z Kakarot is. It's, it's literally an open world where you play the, the, the story, and that's it. There's nothing else to it. Well, you, you play well, you play as your character, too. Like, you create your own character. You don't play as another no, character. No, no, no. You only play as, on, on Kakarot, you only play as Goku and, and all the main cast. Yep. Yep. Uh, you, yeah, you get the main cast as, like, your trainers. Or you can get one of the main cast members as your trainer. So, um, Chris, with you knowing me, Ryan, I doubt you'll know this. Uh, who was the one that I went towards? Who, who was the trainer I, I wanted? In, in Kakarot? Yeah. I don't think... You... you Piccolo! You are not... No, First, I don't I'm, 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 I'm going to stop you right now because you don't know what you're talking about. And if anybody who to this game has played Dragon Ball Z Kakarot as much as me, they're kind of like hitting their head. Like, like you don't get a trainer. You play as each character through the entire story from Dragon Ball's entrance. Don't you play as your open. own character? No, you don't. You're thinking of Xenoverse. Am I thinking of Xenoverse? You, yes. Uh, well, I mean, they're basically the same game. Every, every Dragon Ball Z game has been the same game because it's been the same story for, what, 30 years now? Yeah. I would most want to play as the precious little tiny Goku with a tail who I believe is maybe Gohan. No, no, no. no. You're thinking of Goku and Dragon Ball. Oh, yep. no. Yeah, see, the tail changed him into the big monkey. The Ozaru. I, yeah, I, the Ozaru. I, just, I know there's a. I, I just know there's a tiny child with a tail, and I'm like intrigued by them. <laughs> yep, that's that's Goku until his tail gets cut off. <gasps> he. It, oh no. Yep. No, he, he voluntarily did that. Yep. And oh, if God. you squeeze the tail, that's like his weak spot. Oh well, no wonder he cut it off. Yeah. So. 
No, it was Vegeta. Vegeta's been my favorite Dragon Ball Z character through everything. I was going to say Vegeta. Yeah. Is is it the superiority complex that you admire? It's the how short he is. How short he is and how I want that hair. That's what it is. Yep. So I just I just always thought that if I ever could go Super Saiyan, that's the way that I want I would want my hair to go. Um, would be Vegeta's just that straight up like I am so lost right now <laughs> <laughs> there's so many Dragon Ball uh, I literally Z. said the name of the only character I can remember other than Goku Piccolo that's, that's, the, only, that's the only one I can remember <laughs> fucking watch that shit yep Dragon Ball's awesome that was okay. Vegeta guess <laughs> Uh, next one, Aliens: Dark Descent. Um, I, you know, I, I haven't mean, played any Aliens like, If you if you like the Fire Team, it's, it's it sounds like it's gonna be that. Yeah, I don't know. I'm just I just never played any Aliens games. I don't know if you guys have or not. So I've watched a number of playthroughs of Aliens games um, on YouTube, despite having never played them myself. Mostly because I'm a fan of horror, but I don't do so well playing horror games. <laughs> so I watch other people do it. Um, and I think that the Alien series is really, really interesting, and I like the ambiance that they put into their games, so I'm looking forward to seeing what comes out of this next one. It, it, it definitely seems like though they're going the looter-shooter route with multiple Xeno monster or Xeno aliens. Mm-mm. Because the the last Aliens game that came out, that horror one, that was fantastic, and they did everything just right. But then they came out with like uh, Aliens, like Fire Team Alpha, or whatever it's called, and it's all it is. It's like it's a, it's a shooter. Interesting. So, um, this next one I'm actually really interested in, just because of the person. And I, I just looked it up, I, I you know, just to make sure I had all of his information correctly. Uh, again, Schofield, uh, or Schofield, I gotta say that correctly. Um, he used to do the Dead Space games. Uh, he worked for Sledgehammer, and I can't remember the other one that he had. Um, what was it? Uh, uh, you know, EA. I know that he did. EA, you know, he worked for EA for a while. Um, oh, Visceral. That's it. So he worked Visceral Games. He was a co-founder of Sledgehammer Games. Uh, is the Callisto uh, Protocol. Um, you get, you guy, definitely got the feelings from it, from like like Dead Space feelings, right? I was the only one. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And I love the Dead Space oh, games. I played all three oh. of them. I love them. I can't wait for the remake. I, I, I'm just... I'm, um, I love gory games like this. I absolutely yes. love gory games like this. Um, so the Callisto Protocol... Um, just I, I don't know I, I'm just looking forward to it this was when I was looking at this I was like yes I'm getting another uh, and they they called you know they called out that um, so the trailer that they showed uh, a couple days ago compared to the trailer that showed today is you know they call it the Schofield uh, the Schofield cut so it's a lot more gory I mean the guy's face gets bitten ripped off and you just see splattering of blood coming out of a half eaten face it's amazing. So I'm happy with this one. Me too. I think that I will also be looking for playthroughs of this one because as I just mentioned, um, 
I'm not the best at playing scary games, but I love all things horror. So even though it's on the gorier side, which is not usually what I personally rotate towards, uh, I think that it'll be interesting to see because I do love Dead Space. I love I love watching Dead Space. I actually tried playing Dead Space once upon a time, which is how I found out I was very bad at playing horror games. Um, but I'm super duper intrigued by it. I just want to I just want to go down the line of this guy's games that he's done something with. He's either been a director or a producer on. Uh, so you got to think of it. He's done the Dead Space games. He's doing this gory game here. Okay. Um, and I, I won't go through all of them, but I find it funny what some of these directors work on. Um, so first off, he did a couple of Call of Duties. He did a Black Ops. He did Modern Warfare 3, Advanced Warfare, War, uh, World War II. So that's kind of his, you know, his other kind of forte is the is the Call of Duties. But um, he worked on the Legacy of Cain and the Blood Omen games which are really good, which you can, I can kind of see his art style uh, or his, his producing style with that. And you play those games and, and some of the Dead Space games and the pacing of them. Um, so he has that. He worked on Home Improvement Power Tool Pursuit in 94. Uh, the Red and Stippy. Hey, don't you knock that. That's one of the greatest video games ever made. That's right up <laughs> there with Thawne Mowing Simulator. <laughs> Uh, true. Um, so home home improvement, Ren and Stimpy, Buckaroos, which was a great game. Um, that uh, what is it? Super Battle Tank. He did the uh, Home Alone Two: Lost in New York. Uh, the Adventures of Bullwinkle, a Rocky and Bullwinkle. Uh, the Simpsons: Batman meets Radioactive Man. And I think his claim to fame out of all of them that nobody ever talks about is he play he was the art director and lead artist for Barbie Game Girl. I just, I, I love... Wait, wait. He, he was the art director for fucking what? Barbie Game Girl. That was a thing? That's a real game. Jesus Christ. That's a real game. As somebody who that who is in that demographic, yes, it is a real thing. Oh, God. Z, did tell me you had, like, did the Barbie one the, where you... Did they at least have the Barbie Girl song in the game? Because there's no point without the song. Let's see, 91. When oh, the I, Aqua. The Barbie Girl. No, no, that was before that. That was before Aqua. Boo. Let's see, Aqua came out in 1997, and that Barbie game came out in 1991. So a whole six years prior. But, yeah, no, Z, I like, do... There was, like, a whole, like, weird age of video gaming where they were like turning bar like dolls into video games and it was really really weird but I absolutely owned a bunch of the Bratz doll ones <laughs> so <laughs> um my my both of my childhood best friends had the Barbie game though uh, um, so, so yeah I don't know if they had fun music in them but I know my friends were like yeah Barbie game girl. And I was like, oh boy. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was a tomboy child. Well, um, if if it if it does help for your horror game needs, if you you know when that when this does come out, if you go to Twitch and type in the Save Point TV, all one word, 
you can actually watch it play. The Barbie game? Yes. We gotta find a Barbie game. Now That's, streaming on we, we, our we, Twitch we, channel. Barbie game girl. I'm not gonna lie, I'm all for that. Yep. So so Z, I have to ask, did you have the Barbie game the Barbie game that was like you got to ride different horses? Oh my god, yes! <laughs> I yes! Love it. We got to give them like makeovers and we got to put sti- like glittery stickers on their bodies, which is totally not normally okay, but Barbie land, so yes. Uh, and we got to like feed them and then we got to ride them and there were like little obstacle courses that you had to like jump over, like the little, I don't even know what they're called, obstacles. Horses, I think, actually are technically what they're referred to in construction, but yeah. Yay! So, welcome back to the Save Point Podcast and Z talking about all the Barbie games. <laughs> that actually sounds like Chris's type of game because there's a horse. Oh. <laughs> uh, I forgot about that one. Yep. Okay. Uh, well, just so we can get back to this, um, just so everybody knows that Barbie Gamer Game Girl. It is a platform game where Barbie must find an outfit for her date with Ken. The event, the event, uh, I'm sorry, the environment features a shopping mall level, an underwater level, and other worlds to explore. This game is also centered on collecting gems and pearls to fend off opponents. Enemies in the game that usually sharks found, or enemies in the game uh, included the usual sharks found in underwater levels. In addition to jellyfish, moving cubes of sugar must be defeated in the game. The bonus rounds of the game essentially are a concentration type of game, which matchmaking identical cards. Uh, the game received a 2.5 out of 5. Uh, Power Unlimited a long time ago gave it a 65% in their review. And gamer German game reviewer uh, Akalera uh, Software gave it a rating of 3 out of 12. So, though, a 3.3 review from Nintendo Power praised the easy gameplay and called it the game perfect for fans of Barbie. So, and that will do it for our show. No. (laughs) What happened? I fell asleep. Yep. Uh, So, going from the Callisto Protocol to the Barbie game, (laughs) let's go back to uh, the next thing that was unveiled, and this was a very lengthy... Uh, de- demo, if you want to call it. I don't even know if you really call it a demo. Was the new Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2. Now, I'm excited for Modern Warfare 2. I liked Modern Warfare 2, uh, the original. Uh, in fact, I even loved Modern Warfare 3. But, I mean, I get the whole visuals, and it should, like, to me, it's now next gen, so you should have the upped visuals. You want to do a war game, you want to do a gun game, you want to do a first-person shooter, you want to have this realistic, it needs to look realistic. So it does not impress me that it looks realistic, because it should. Um, but to me, nothing was jumping out as I watched this to say, hey, um, you know, this is new, this is innovative, besides, like, moving cover. So, like, there's, like, they're on a ship, so the ship is swaying, so there's like cargo things that are moving. So you could have cover one time and then you could have cargo and then it moves and then you're out of cover. Like that's not an innovative to me. I get it. And I, I think that's a cool engine or a cool like thing within the engine that it can happen. 
but I, I don't know. I wasn't necessarily impressed. I personally feel like Call of Duty over the years, um, they were so used to being the de facto shooter that other than it was like them and Halo, and those were like the only two you would ever hear about that I feel like they kind of let themselves get taken with the fact that they feel like if they just put out a game, people are going to buy it because it's Call of Duty. Bruh, you gotta play Call of Duty. Yeah. But I, you know what I mean? Like, so I feel like they let themselves get swept away with that while games like Destiny were like coming out of the woodwork and actually showing some pretty cool, innovative, different things. And now my uh, Call of Duty is putting out another game and people are like, I don't know, it seems like a lot of the same that we're used to, but with better graphics, which is what you would expect out of any new game coming out. So I feel like there's a lot left to be desired. Dan, you know that Destiny, your thoughts. <laughs> lot less to be desired. <laughs> I know, Chris, you want me to get back into it. I really want you to get back into it because I think you would actually enjoy it now. I just came back to Destiny after having like a two or three year hiatus, and uh, yeah, I'm having a great time now. How great was the Witch Queen expansion? Oh my god, okay. Well, I love horror stuff, so of course, like, going back to the hive and bringing Eris back in and everything was just absolutely... Oh, it was... Wow. She just told me the story, I don't need to play it now. So epic. So good. No, there's a lot that you don't know, boy! <laughs> no, I do got a question. When are, when are we gonna play ESO? Because what, High Isle just came out, didn't it? Or it's coming out? I I haven't had an ESO subscription in quite some time. I might go back to it at some point, but... Eh. The one friend that I had that played with me has stopped playing, which caused me to... I tried to continue without them for a while and just rely on my guild for stuff, but... And, like, fun co-op things, but it just it got repetitive and boring after a while for me. I'll be your friend. Thanks. <laughs> Ryan, do you want to say something? I, I, I got nothing on this. I don't play either of those fucking games. I tried ESO for a little while, but I, it didn't take me more than a month to be like, yeah, I'm bored. Well, I, you know, I do find it funny, or not funny, I do find it ironic. So, um, when it comes to Ryan and Elder Scrolls, okay, so out of nowhere, Ryan texts me or messages me while we're playing I'm playing on play this is PlayStation 4 um and he says hey what is better Shadow of War or Shadow of Mordor because War wasn't out yet so Shadow of Mordor or Skyrim and I went I think you'll have more fun with Shadow of Mordor compared to Skyrim because you don't like like that first person like look you'd rather see your character and jump around and that's all like okay you're like shadow of mordor i don't think you ever actually turned on shadow of mordor did you i did but then i discovered that you can switch the view in skyrim and then i started playing skyrim and then what year is the it end. <laughs> yeah. what, what, what year is it I, I lost a few years of my life 
Yeah, well, right. Th- right. Really happens. happens when you play Skyrim. The, the thing, the thing that ha- gets... And then I got an X, then I switched, then the mods came out for the systems, and I bought an Xbox because PlayStation was being little bitches about the mods. So I was like, fuck it, I'm going to play this on Xbox with all the mods. And what year is it? Yeah, literally bought an Xbox. I forgot what type of Xbox you got, but bought an Xbox. I think you got a One X too. Like the it's still in my closet. I don't know. I, I, I gotta give that to somebody. I want it. I seriously, I want it. All right, you can just have it. I don't even want money for it. <laughs> awesome. Um, but yeah, it goes over. He calls me up one day. He's just like, "Yeah, I bought an Xbox so I can have more mods in Skyrim." I don't think you bought I, another game. Yes. Oh my god. No, literally, the first mod, because the mod that made me do it is I read about it and I was like, I, ne- I need this in my life. It was a mod that basically, it turns you into a literal god because it adds Mjolnir, Thor's hammer, and like Thor's armor as a weapon. You just, you literally, I just, I was like, I'm starting a new game with this. And it puts them in a chest right outside of the starting area. So you literally, you grab it, and you're just destroying everything. I was like, this is the greatest experience ever. Yeah, no, literally, when you were saying that somebody that you had to choose between, like, Shadow of Mordor and um, Skyrim, I was like, and Dan said that you would have more fun with Shadow of Mordor, I'm like, no, I feel like it would be the exact opposite based on... um, my boyfriend's experience actually because he was a huge skyrim nerd loved it then shadow mortar came out and he was like well this seems like fun got it played it and that was some of the most frustrated i have ever seen my even keel man because the bosses learn from you so if you defeat them in like a cam in the campaign for whatever reason they learn from how you fought them and come back strong and that is just he had to sit up Fantastic. in a ceiling for three hours just shooting arrows at one of the bosses because he had fought him so many times that the boss was resistant to everything except for arrows. Yep. And then the other ones, because you have like this whole like uh, well, army then, based I don't ranking mean to interrupt system. You. I don't mean to interrupt you, but in my defense, see, when I got, when I was making that choice, mind you, this was after Shadow of Mortar came out, I had never even entertained the idea of playing Skyrim. So I'd never even touched the game. So it was literally the choice of playing Skyrim for the first time or Mordor for the first time. Dan yep. based my preference off the fact that of games he's known I played. Mm-hmm. And then I got Skyrim and Skyrim completely changed my mindset on what types of games I like. Very yep. fair. Yep. So, uh, so yeah, so moving on. Um, Flashback 2. Now, I looked up Flashback, the original. Uh, I've never played this. This was a Super Nintendo game. I actually never played this game. They made a big, huge thing that has been so long since Flashback. I, I don't know. Have you guys ever played the original Flashback? I don't know if you can call First me a game if I'm not playing it. hearing about this game called Flashback. So I've, I've yeah. never heard of it. Neither have I. So, um, so we'll just kind of move on. It looks pretty cool. You know, maybe I'll look and see. It looks like Flashback came out on the Switch. Um, so maybe I'll check it out. It looks kind of interesting. It's very pixelated but and old school looking, but whatever. Um, Fort Solace looks pretty cool. That was the next one. That's a brand new game. Um, what pulled me into this was Troy Baker and Roger Clark uh, play two different characters in, in this game. Um, I love Troy Baker and Roger Clark from Red Dead Redemption 2. 
Um, Roger Clark is a legend. Yeah. So, I mean, it's just, you know, it's, it's, you're colonizing Mars and, you know, it seems that there's, you know, shooting and stuff and it looks pretty cool. Um, you know, you know, like I said, what pulled me in was Troy Baker and Roger Clark. That would make me be intrigued about the game. I'm intrigued by anything that has someone who has played or voiced the Joker. So, yeah, it has my attention. Uh, yep. Um, I think we got our the next game uh, that came on. I think it, this is the first one that was seems to be a play or I'm sorry, an Xbox or piece and or PC exclusive. Uh, and that was a game called Routine. It's a sci-fi horror game. Um, looked interesting, kind of teasy. You know, guy was walking down a, you know, like a staircase and looking through things. And he turns around and he has this like robot that's attacking him, and he kind of grabs, his, you know, grabs the robot, and then the robot kind of head just kind of turns and stares at him, and then the trailer ends. Um, interesting. Not really scary to me, but I don't know. I like horror that's more on the psychological end rather than jump scares, and it seems like this game is going to be possibly relying more on jump scares than other facets of horror that I prefer more personally, so I'm not the most sure that I'll be checking this one out, but I might! Yeah, so speaking of that, Z, tell me, we should do a stream, have you heard of The Quarry? I have heard of that, yes. We should get together, if it's either, you know, digitally or in person, and you and I should stream playing this game. The Quarry. Yeah, for sure. I'd be down. Yeah, and if you guys... And yeah, Ryan, Chris, if you guys want to join, too. <laughs> the fuck is the Thank Quarry? Thank you for keeping me in mind. Yeah, Quarry is just kind of like a survival. Like, you choose... Like, it's a story narrative game. You kind of choose what to do, and then, like, the story plays out. So there's, so like, it's like... So it's like that Batman Telltale. Yeah, to a point, yeah. So... Um, so I don't really know how much action is actually in it, but it seems that like it's just very story driven. So and then by your choices of what to do, you know, hey, we have keys and a full tank of gas in the car and the car is running and let's get away from the killer. No, let's go hide behind those rusty chainsaws in the shed. You know, so you choose to be smart or a teenager in the 80s. Yep. Pretty much. I think it's actually at a summer camp, too. So, I don't know, we should, we should play it, though. Um, Stormgate, um, it looks like it's, uh, it's you know, um, it's from Giant Studios. Um, I mean, it I does, Stormgate- the video looked cool, but there's no gameplay there, so there's nothing for me to judge on that. Yeah, me neither. It's a real-time strategy game, though, too. So, I mean, it's cool that there's a real-time strategy game coming out, but... Uh, once again, I think those that I'm kind of like looking at these games and being like, okay, am I gonna buy this at full price or am I waiting for either a Steam sale or an Epic Store sale to to look at these? Most of them, I'm I'm right there with you on waiting until there's a sale. Big agree. Yeah. Definitely how I feel about this one about Stormgate. Yeah. yeah. But Goat Simulator Three, day one buy. Wait, wait, hold on. Oh, yeah, yeah. hold on. Hold on. Uh, we're going to get to that one. Um, we have High Water. Um, this did not intrigue me at all. Like, I care less about this game. 
A narrative-driven um, isometric survival game, I care less. I also could care less. So, if that's your thing, go ahead. But uh, the next one, Coffee Stain Studios. Um, I love it. The fact that the, how they set it up. Um, so, Dead Island Two has been. How long is Dead Island Two? Chris, I remember us playing Dead Island Two. Yeah. Or not two, but Dead Island, the first one. Yeah. And that was a lot of fun. I mean, it's just a obviously zombie first person, you know, whatever. Uh, and then they came out with this that Dead Island 2 is supposed to be coming out and it's this guy jogging and then before you know it it's like he's in pieces or whatever and god that came out that trailer came out so long ago and still we don't have Dead Island 2 so the way that they set it up like they started this whole trailer again of this guy jogging and then it ends up being like he turns around and here's like four goats that are like armed to the teeth and it's Goat Simulator 3 So, I can't get over one thing you said. What is the name of the studio? Coffee Did you stain. say co- coffee? St- oh Jesus! Yeah, coffee stain studio. It just I makes me think it. of a. It just makes me think of a Bill Clinton joke. Oh God. Okay, moving on. Um, <laughs> has anybody simulator games? I love Deer Simulator. I love all of the cute simulator games. I think they're absolutely delightful and just if you need a laugh. Either play one yourself and you'll get lots of laughs, or watch somebody else play it to your contentment because they are hilarious to witness, especially the physics. I am any type of goat simulator or farming simulator or whatever. If something train simulator, trucker simulator, if it has simulator in it, always reminds me of the Simpsons joke of um, Art doing lawnmower simulator. Yeah, yeah, wow, that was really loud. Uh, <laughs> um, yes, exactly that joke. It's the, the beginning of the episode. It's like there's yard work to do, and Lisa and, and Bart don't want to do it, and then they end up going to the mall or wherever they're at, and Bart's like, look, I want to go into yard work simulator. It's my favorite joke. It's one of my favorite jokes. Um. Next one, Marvel's Midnight Suns. This is actually, so I remember remember we talked about this before, and Ryan, I know you and I talked about this. Um, Midnight Suns is like an XCOM game, so it's like a turn-based strategy. The fact that I've been getting into Warhammer and Age, you know, Age of Sigmar Warhammer and all of that, and considering that there is an actual uh, Marvel's um, like tabletop game, they actually revealed Spider. They actually revealed Spider-Man as a playable character, and Venom. Yeah, they did. I'm not so, going to touch the game because I don't care about turn-based. But for people that like that kind of stuff, and you're also a Marvel fan, this is money for you. Well, the thing that I'm looking at is that so you know I still have my Steam Deck on pre-order. I'm still waiting to be able to actually order it. This would to me would be a perfect game that I would play on a Steam Deck. I'm, I'm sure it will be. I'm not going to knock it. It's just not my type of game. But yeah, it just it seems like it's going to be a really great game for people who enjoy turn-based style, especially with having a, the Marvel characters available mm-hmm. in the game. Like, look at the characters they've revealed. Like the two title characters I see all the time are Blade and Wolverine. That's awesome. Yep. And I think they revealed Scarlet Witch as a character today too. Yep. Which so. is awesome. Yep. It's the dark so, side I- of Mar- it's the dark side of Marvel. 
that's in this game, which is why I'm surprised about Spider-Man, but yeah, it's, it's, the concept is cool as hell. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm intrigued by it. So. Uh, Cuphead's delicious last course DLC. Um, I think I've only beaten two levels in, in Cuphead. I love Cuphead, but it's so frustratingly. Like, I can only play it for so long, and I'm like, okay, before I throw the controller through, I got to drop it, and I can't play it, and then I don't play it for, like, six months, and I'll pick it up and do it again. Isn't that what you do in every game? Not really. No, only Cuphead and NBA 2K. That That's the frustrating ones for Dan. Yep. So... Because I can't, I can't like slam into people at NBA 2K. I don't understand why. Um, but no, Cuphead is. I mean, I have people that that I know people that have played Cuphead and have platinum Cuphead or hundred percented or whatever you want to call it, and I absolutely love it. And I'm like, how in the hell did you do that? Cuphead is harder than shit. Is it harder than Dark Souls? I uh, I wouldn't call it harder than Dark Souls because it's a platformer. I mean, you um, played Dark Souls, lot. so stuck it up and finished Cuphead, you pansy. Um, I should. He has it. Oh. Oh, Elden. Well, Elden Ring is what we're more talking about. So, I do gotta get back in Elden Ring. You're right, guys. I get. There's a lot of games I don't complete that I just have to. So. You um, kind of have. You kind of have gaming ADD. I do. Like you'll. you'll I get, really do. Which is why you're good for the show because you play a little bit of everything. But when it comes to actually the completion, the overall game, you you, you never do it. Yeah, I got I got I got I to gotta start doing that because um, I do have I do have a good bunch of games that I should complete. And that's the weird thing. It's like I'm close to completing them. I just don't. I don't the understand only why. Game, the last game I remember you actually playing to its fullest from beginning to end, including DLC and everything, 100 percent is Spider Man. another game prior to that but I don't think you know but yeah I think Spider-Man's one of the last ones that I really did go all the way to completion so um okay um so Cuphead comes out that's actually that DLC was dropping June 30th um I, I'm, I'm gonna destroy this next game uh name and I'm I apologize it's from the makers of Jensen Impact. No! How could you? Let Z do it. Let Z do it. Let Z okay. do it, for the love of it's God. It's time to shine, friends. Okay. Hello, as somebody who actively plays lots and lots and lots of JRPGs and Japanese-style games, um, not to say that this necessarily is one, because Genshin Impact is uh, from... It's uh, Hoyoverse is who created it. Um, and they have, they are in, located in Hong Kong. So, super fun time. Um, lots of fun things you can find about the game. Um, and they've had to take certain stances on certain things because of where they're, where they're located. Um, and something that I appreciate about Hoyoverse is that they are taking, well, they kind of already did. They took a stand and actually, uh, like, relocated, essentially, where their, like, main base technically, technically is, so that they can, um, I guess kind of avoid, uh, 
China looking too hard into their game um, because they're they were actually uh, threatened by the Chinese government to some degree about um, some hyper feminization in some of the male characters and stuff like that. So happy to see that they're trying to get away from uh, the nonsense that is being uh, you know tossed at them and their game for, in my opinion, no real reason. Um, but, but, new and upcoming is going to be Hunkai Star Rail. Um, now, the predecessor to Genshin Impact is uh, Hunkai Impact 3, and now we're getting Hunkai Star Rail. So it's, I'm very hyped for this. Um, you get to choose, just like in Genshin, you get to choose uh, from one of two playable characters, um, a male or a female, um, and in this case, they do not seem to actually have a relation. From what I understand, in this new game, it's just going to be like either your character was created uh, male if you chose male, or female if you choose female, but in Genshin, the travelers uh, are actually twins, and both of them play, uh, play into the story. So that's a little bit different here, where <laughs> you'll just be seeing one of them. Uh, one of the two actively throughout the story, but I am very very excited to see what they do with um, With this game if they're going to be taking it closer to the gotcha route or if like and what what um, What themes we're basically going to be seeing I'm really interested also in the events that they're going to end up coming up with for Star Rail um, and also to see if they're going to do any crossovers, because that's something that MiHoYo really likes to do, is put a crossover between their own games, which is, honestly, it's just, it's so fun when they do that. So isn't Genshin Impact, like, isn't it, like, more, like, medieval? Um, no. I definitely wouldn't say that it's medieval. Um, it's, basically, Genshin takes place in a world called Tavat. Um, Tivat, and you, you get, basically, you lost your sister, um, or brother, depending on the character you chose. I personally chose the, uh, the male traveler, so in my case, my sister was stolen away from me while we were traveling between worlds, um, and we were in Tivat, and this random, he's known as the Unknown God. Uh, she comes down and just steals your sister away. And the rest of the game is basically you going around to all of the different continents uh, in Tavat that are based on uh, real-world places, um, and you have to help each of the um, like the little nations that you go to, you end up helping them with a bunch of whatever cataclysmic event is happening there at that time. <laughs> Um, but it's very, um, I don't know, it's very anime-looking. It's very, um, modern, great graphics, but anime-looking. Not, uh, not, not anything really that would give me medieval vibes. Uh, currently we have the main place, the first place you go to is based on Germany, um, and it's called Mondstadt. Um, the second place you go is modeled after, um... I believe Liyue is China, um, and then Inazuma, the one that is 
the most recent release uh, is modeled after Japan. And this is all for this is all free to play, isn't it? Yes, yes it is. It is a gotcha game, so there is the wish function where you can choose to spend a special type of currency to roll for new characters um, and new weapons as well. Um, you get a lot of that special currency for free, but there is also the option, uh, there is an in-game store where you can also purchase more. Um, so if you exhaust all of your free ones, still don't get the character or weapon you want, you can absolutely just, you know, spend every penny you have to get it. Sounds good. So you're, so in other words, you're a little excited about this announcement. I'm very excited about <laughs> anything coming out of MiHoYo and the HoYoVerse team, and I'm just—I well, have Honkai Impact Three downloaded, but because I've been doing, um, I've been playing Genshin so regularly for so long at this point that I haven't even actually tried it yet. <laughs> So what about then this Zenless Zone Zero? Is that a is that connected to this, or is it a, that's a separate project? Because that's the second thing that they announced. Yeah. So this I know a lot less about. Um, I actually haven't heard a whole lot about Zenless Zone Zero. Um, I'm not. I'm not quite sure. I haven't heard anything from um, from the Genshin community about it. Therefore, I don't know a whole lot about it, but I have been hearing a lot about Star Rail. Okay. Well, maybe it's something. Maybe it's something I got. I, I downloaded Genshin like when it first was announced on PlayStation, mm-hmm. um, and I just I just never booted it up. I think I booted it for like an hour, and then I was like, okay, I'm playing something else, and I just never went back to it. So well, I will be your guide if you ever need one, especially when it comes to Genshin, because that's my main game, and I don't actually know anybody who plays other than myself. So we should set up a stream for that. Once again, I would be Twitch. So that's regularly what I stream on our channel, anyway. Yeah, Twitch.tv/thesavepointtv. Check us out. Uh, Find me Ryan. there, Genshin, most Tuesdays. <laughs> there you go, uh, Ryan. This next one, yes. I want to know when you and I are playing this, and whoever else wants to jump in on this because it is six person. It looks I might amazing. I already know what you're talking about, but go ahead. The Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle Shredder's Revenge, yeah, old school style beat up. Yes, old school turtles. Put this comes me on out. that list. I will be with you. I dude. They announced Casey that. Jones today. I am in as long as I can be Casey Jones. And I think this comes out, what is it? Is it next week? I think it comes out on the 16th. Yeah, they literally just announced Casey Jones as a playable character, and I'm so fucking excited about that. First day, they surprised us, they announced April as someone who could finally kick ass. I was like, finally, April O'Neil is going to kick the shit out of somebody. And then they announced Casey Jones. I'm like, this is the first Turtles game that I'm going to play where I don't even want to play as a fucking turtle. Yep. Next Thursday, next Thursday, this gets released. I'm so excited for this. Oh my god, this is going to be it's available. Awesome. On, this is going to be available on PC, PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and Nintendo Switch. Which means it's also going to be available on PlayStation 5 and Xbox since it's cross. Dude, you have no idea. This gives me serious. Like, I have so many memories of playing Turtles in Time, and the style of the games gives me so many vibes of that. 
I'm just super excited about like just time traveling back to my childhood. I feel like I need to go to a blockbuster video before I play that game. Oh, wait a minute though. It looks like it's only co offline co-op multiplayer. Yeah, which means I have to go, I have to come to the studio and we're just going to fucking stream it. Yeah. I think that's all we're going to have to do. We're we're all going to have to get together and play this fucking game. Yeah, cuz it's it's literally six player co-op. Dude. Um, yeah. Yeah. You have Dude. what is it? So you have the four you have the four turtles. You have April O'Neil, you have Splinter, and you have Casey Jones. I didn't even know that because I've been trying to keep updated, but Splinter is a playable character too. Yes, Fuck Splinter's my life. Character. Fuck <laughs> my life. Let's do so it. Like, so like it's this and then the other, even though they didn't announce anything with it. And there's the and there's four of us. Let's play the game, the entire game with zero turtles involved. We can. Who else are playing? You, there... you need at least one turtle because there's only three other people that are not turtles. But Damn I get what it. you're saying. But, but the other That's thing okay. that I'm the looking other, for, the other turtles be Michelangelo. It's fine. The other thing that I'm looking really, really, really forward to is the uh, the Kawabunga collection. What is that? You? Oh, wait a minute. You you have not heard of the Kawabunga collection? No, I just see snippets of news that pop up on like my Google thing because it all those things I like and that so, game pops up a lot. So, Shredder's Revenge is the seventh, is is this one that's coming out? That's a standalone. Yeah. The Cowabunga Collection is every other Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle game. Wait, that's what it's called? No, I've heard about this. That's what it's called? Yes. Turtles in Time is yeah. Turtles in Time is coming back, baby. Yeah, Turtles in Time, the original arcade game. Uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2, the arcade game. The, the, original, original, Nintendo. the original Nintendo game. Yeah. <laughs> yes. That's all. That's the Calabunga collection. That's kind you of want to know frustratingly difficult games? Play some of those fucking games. Oh, yeah. So, that that kids, is... Kids today, kids today, you know, I know it's a generational thing, you say, oh, you know, get good, get good, because they trash people for being bad at games. I dare them to try and play some of these older fucking Turtles games. I dare you. Oh, I, 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 I'm not saying any. I'm not saying play them. I'm saying play one. Play and that all would of be, them. Uh, when you talk no, about the side, original, when you, when you talk about sky scrolling, side scrolling fighter game, like games where you're to you and your buddies teaming up and fighting things, like Turtles in Time is right up there with like Streets of Rage and Final Fight. You know all those crazy sky, sky battle toads. It's one of yeah. the greatest games ever. The Kawabunga Collection, um, like I said, the the original one, I, I would say it's the, the original. Um, what is it? The original Nintendo. Um, when the turtles all the had one. red masks. Kinda, because yeah, because they couldn't animate so the, it properly. The original, no, the turtles. All, no, it's because in the comic books, the creator, they originally all had red masks. It was uh, changed later for you know, to, you know, for for merchandising, pretty much, you know, to separate them and how they look, and so everyone, you know, what I mean, it was altered. But yeah, the original turtles were originally all red masks, and it was actually very dark. Uh, it was the the original turtles was was very very dark. Um, but it was it was cartooned so, up for kids and stuff over time. So and it didn't, it didn't hurt this. it. It became more amazing. 
get this ready this is what comes in the cowabunga collection these are all the games that come in this collection okay well, i have to grab a change of underwear okay it's the teenage mutant ninja turtles the arcade game teenage mutant ninja turtles oh my god turtles in time TMNT NES, the original NES game. TMNT Turtles 2, the arcade game NES. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 3, the Manhattan Project NES. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Tournament Fighters. Uh, TMNT 4, tur- oh, uh, 4, Turtles in Time, the Super Nintendo one. Okay. Um, Tournament Fighters, again, the Super Nintendo Tournament Fighters version of it. The Hyperstone Heist, which is the Sega Genesis cl- uh, version of it. Tournament Fighters, the Sega Genesis version of it. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Fall of the Foot Clan, the Game Boy game. Um, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2, Back from the Sewers, the next Game Boy game. And the last one, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 3, Radical Rescue, the Game Boy game. That all comes in one collection, the Cowabunga collection. Uh, I know, I know what I'm gonna be doing until 2023. Yeah. Well, so, so right now there's no release date for that one. So the only one that we have a release date is Shredder Shredder's Revenge, which we will all be getting, and I expect you over here next Thursday so we can play it. I love everything about that's happening right now. So, uh, moving on. <laughs> um, Do we have to? No. <laughs> uh, moving on. One Piece Odyssey. Um, I Hold like on, I, I find One Piece. I find One Piece hilarious. I don't know if you guys have ever watched One Piece. I've never played a One Piece game, but I've watched it, and I think it's hilarious. I am exactly I, the opposite, where I've only played One Piece games, and I have never seen the actual anime, because I decided it was entirely too long. But my sister loved the anime, and also had all of the games when I was younger, so I've played a number of very fun One Piece games, despite not actually watching and enjoying the show. I have a question. Yeah. Raising my hand like I'm in school. What the fuck is a One Piece? Oh god, we that's a whole nother if only um, Luffy could find it, then the show could finally end. Yeah. It is a long ass manga and anime that oh my god. It it would be a whole nother episode to try to describe it. Fair enough. Moving on. Chris, did you want to say something? I guess not. <laughs> um, Saints Row Boss Factory. So Ryan, nope, nope, nope. You don't even want to hear about it. I know it's where you create your character before the game comes out. Blah blah blah. So you could choose not to make him look like he his home base is a coffee shop. I guess. Yeah, like you can create all of that. Like that's all customizable. So like, you don't have to have the coffee shop gang. You can have whatever you want. So I'm still wondering whether or not you're going to get this game. No, like I never even played Saints Row when the boss. I forget what game it was. It was the one right before Gat Out of Hell. I think it's Saints Row Four, where the boss became the president of the United. I don't know. Shit got way too goofy for me. Supposedly it, they it go back the, to like the second. It, it crossed the line for me uh-huh. into two. Like you know, I, we both know I enjoyed three, even as nuts as it was. It that game started to cross the line for me, and then it just. I get they were trying to create their own identity outside GTA, but it became 
I like to have fun. I'm not knocking it. I'm not knocking GTA 3. Not GTA 3. Saints Row 3. It's just... It crossed the line to where it just became, okay, this is getting kind of stupid. And then G and then Saints Row 4 and Get Out of Hell just kind of fucking... They went off in a direction that I went... I couldn't even... I couldn't do it anymore. I think you're going to end up liking it. I when you started getting superpowers, gonna... that's where I draw the line. Yeah, I, I think you're going to end up liking this because of what they've shown, but I think you're going to have to see it first. But I think I think it's going to pull you in. I think this is going to be those ones where you're like, yeah, no, and then you're going to look at it and you'll be like, wait a minute, maybe. I'm not saying yes, I'm just saying maybe. Look, after it comes out, if they say this is basically like as great as Saints Row 2, I will fucking play it. But they're saying it is like Saints Row 2. It's, it's a cross between 1 and 2. Like yeah, all they, the three and four, they've gotten rid of that that crap. Because Saints so, Row Two even still had like the, it had funny shit in it, but didn't cross that line to where it was like, all right, this is getting kind of fucking stupid. Yeah, this is this is supposedly going back to the roots. As long as they keep the dildo bad, I'm in. Okay. And with that, uh, Chris, <laughs> um, I don't know if you've seen this one, but I. When I saw this the first time, like a year ago, and then I saw this one, I thought it, I thought of you that you would like a game like this. Have you looked up anything with Nightingale? Interesting. So it's like a yeah. multiverse. It's, it kind of goes with the trend now because of the MCU is causing this. It's yeah. multiverse, and that game kind of taps into that trend right now. Yeah, and, and, that's and cool. Chris, and, and Chris, pop back in. So Chris, have you have you heard about Nightingale? Because to me, this is yes. I am this super is the one excited. that. Yeah, I like I when I saw this, I'm like, this is a game for Chris. Like this is a Chris game. Oh, definitely. There's a horse. So, <laughs> so like so just a just a quick little thing on there. So Nightingale is described as a share world player versus environment uh, game in which players will fight and craft through the Victorian fantasy world and visit plenty of different realms. The cards that you craft, it seems, are very important in for realm hopping. It's going to be a, a Victorian arc survival. Yeah. Which which to me just looks absolutely incredible, especially if you can team up with people. And then... Oh, yeah. It, like like I said, the realms that you open in your world then affect your world. So then when people open up your realm, it's different from when you open up other people's realms. It's going to be fun. That's, 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 the, that's the gist I get from this game, which to me I think is awesome. Because you really never know what kind of level you're going into. So, um, here's another. Uh, so from there, um, Layers of Fear. Um, it's by Bloober Teams. I mean, this is a psychological, psychedelic horror uh, franchise. Um, once again, it seems very narrative driven. Um, so, um, you know. Uh, so once again, I think it's just Grace. I think this is one again. Or once again, Z. I think this is one of those games that you and I probably would probably look at. Oh, a billion percent. Yeah, I'm actually really interested in what they're going to do with Layers of Fears. Yeah, it's so. everything that I enjoy about horror games, just kind of collected and plopped into a game from what I can tell. So um, I might actually even try and play that one myself, even though I'm not very good at touring. 
Um, it sounds like one you're gonna have to like play like in the studio with like Dan there, <laughs> just in case. I can have backup that way. You can, that's you can, that's yeah. exactly the thought process. That way you could have backup. She could also have her boyfriend there too. So <laughs> he can come too. Hey, yeah. Ninja Turtles is a six-player game. Hey, hey, I know, I I know him. I mean, I'll I'll, I'll cuddle with him too. So. Excellent. I will let him yeah. know of all of these propositions he's been giving. Oh, he. Oh, does he enjoy cuddling? Long walks on the beach, sunsets. I don't know what your definition of that word is. What? <laughs> 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 I need a. Oh, I need a minute. I need a minute. Uh, while you oh, that was minute, good. oh, that was good. Oh, that was good. Z, yeah. oh, you got me with that one. <laughs> um, the official Nightwing character trailer. I won't lie, I haven't even watched this trailer yet. Um, I'm excited for Gotham Knights, but I become again, less I'm excited not... as the game as the announcers come on. Actually, why? Well, first they introduce the way they travel, and that Red Hood has fucking superpowers. And the way Nightwing travels is hilariously a joke to me. He literally, how he travels, traverses the open world from building to building is a, I don't know what they call it, but basically it's like a Batman type contraption that he hangs onto. It's like a mechanical hang glider with jets that zooms him from one building to another. But it apparently appears out of thin air. Interesting. I, I don't... Is there's just so much about the game that is turning me away from it, surprisingly. Yeah, I, like I said, I'm, I'm the more that I'm watching this game, and I'm, the less I'm intrigued to play it. And plus, Red Hood, he, he, I get it. He's supposed like initially when I went in, I'm like, all right, all the characters have a class, they have a role, right? Red Hood is the tank. Tanks are supposed to move slower and be more powerful, but. They have. They still have cle- clearly adapted the Arkham style combat, and just the gameplay as Red Hood looks so Bad. painfully boring compared to like playing as Batman, like the way he yeah. moves, the way he does everything. It's just it could have been so much better. Chris, are you are you hyped about about? Yeah. Eh. I mean, I, I mean we'll, we'll try it, but... Oh, we will? <laughs> I mean, when I say we, I'm referring to me and Bacon and Cupcake. Yeah. So... If you guys don't squad. know... Yeah, I mean... But that's not again. saying much. I'm, that's not saying yeah. much. I'm just going to put that yeah. out there. The difference being Suicide Squad is actually part of the Arkham world, while for some ungodly reason, Arkham Knights isn't, even though Arkham Knights fits into the exact narrative of the end of Arkham Knight. Yeah. And, and, and Z, Z, this is not your type of game, though. No? Uh, no, I give zero hoots or hollers about this nonsense. Z, I, you should play the Batman games. They're amazing. I don't like Batman. <laughs> Screw whether or not you like him. The games themselves are so fun. I mean, I guess that's the approach I took with the One Piece games because I didn't watch the anime, but I played and enjoyed the games. So, like, I don't oh, know. Oh, the games are so fun. 
Yeah, I don't know. I just, I don't, I don't really do superheroes unless they're anime superheroes because I love My Hero Academia, but otherwise, I don't, I don't really do Marvel, I don't do DC, I don't, I don't have those types of interests. Alright, well, we'll continue the show, but I'll work on my pitch to her to get her to try the Batman games. I, I, I watch this, right? <laughs> Z, Z, this is what you say. Yeah. Ryan, get uh-huh. the Saints Row game, and uh-huh. I'll try these other games. No, because then I'll actually get the Saints Row game, and I know he will. 100%. Oh, okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yep. I know how this works, because I've done this. This is why I ended... That's why I'm in the middle of watching JoJo right now. I told my friends I would never watch it. My friend, my best friend kept begging me to watch it. And I'm like, I have no interest in it. It's ugly. I don't like the art style. It's just not my kind of thing. And he was just like, what can we do to get you to watch JoJo? Um... So I got him to watch one of my favorite anime with me that my boyfriend would not watch with me. Or on Host Club. (laughs) And um, because he watched it all the way through with me, like he said that he would, uh, him and I are now watching JoJo. All of JoJo. The whole thing. Moving on. Finished the fourth. Dan, you should know me better than this. I've done this to you recently. We made a bet where I told you if you did something, I would do something. And have I I've still played it. that? Have I still played that fucking game? Nope. Not nope. even on my system. Nope. Read the contract right. before you make the deal, motherfucker. Ryan. <laughs> Ryan said he texts me and he says, um, because I was lacking in watching TV. I'm not. Ironically, I'm not a big TV watcher. Like I'm finding myself not being a big TV watcher. It's um, my world. Yeah, and so he's like, "You got to watch The Witcher. You got to watch The Witcher." And I'm like, "Okay, I'll get it's to it." It's a fantastic fucking show. It is. It really is good. Uh, and he goes, if you... Now, one of my favorite games of all time is with The Witcher 3. I you own and everybody it, else. I own the original, I own the definitive edition, and I own the PC version. You're talking it. about Wild Hunt specifically, because there are other Witcher games. Yeah, the, the Witcher 3. Yeah. And yes, I have beaten the first one. I have beaten it on PlayStation a long time ago when it first came out. Um, so I'm like, Ryan, you have to play this. If you like Skyrim, you're going to like The Witcher. Like, you're going to. And he's like, if you watch The Witcher, I'll play The Witcher. So I did. And he has yet to play The Witcher 3. Read the contract, motherfucker. I didn't say when I'd play it. I just said I would. <laughs> that's, 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 that was my stipulation. Is I was just like, if we watch this before we watch JoJo... I will watch JoJo afterwards with you. So that's fun fact for Dan, though. I've deleted a few games. I've decided I don't want anything to do with them. My PS5, and I've actually re-downloaded The Witcher 3. So it's going to happen sooner or later. Hey, yeah, I have have the official guide if you want it. I don't want a guide. I'm gonna figure shit out. There you go. I don't want to know what's gonna happen. I don't want to know shit. I just want to figure it out and enjoy the ride. Once again, once again, this is I'm going to go on the Steam when I get my Steam Deck. I'm going to put it on the Steam Deck. It is verified to play. That means I will be playing The Witcher handheld going places, and I love it. That's the best thing about the Steam Deck. You can play games you never thought you'd be able to play handheld, and you can play them fucking anywhere. Yeah, Chris, you played The Witcher, didn't you? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So I have also played The Witcher Wild Hunt. Yeah, it's a great game. It's amazing. I really enjoy it. I like Skyrim better personally, but I do like it a lot. 
Skyrim was a blueprint. Let's be honest. Skyrim was a blueprint. It's gonna be hard to beat that. Some books were the blueprint. Well, I'm talking about no game wise. Game wise, Uh, there's there's not too many similarities on. I I mean, the type of video game, yes, but Skyrim does not have half of what The Witcher offers. So, Chris, Dan keeps missing a lot of what Skyrim offers. I will have you know. It's a two-way street. I agree. I have a question for Chris. Though I have a question for Dan keeps making that comparison to me. Your thoughts. He keeps trying to pitch The Witcher to me because I like Skyrim. Okay. Would you say that's an accurate way to pitch it to me? Do you want Skyrim with monster bounties? With actual unique monster variants? I like unique anything in video games. I don't like doing the same thing over and over and over again. You you would like The Witcher. I say that playing The Division 2, but... You know, in reality, I've drifted away from The Division 2 because I'm getting tired of it. I like variety in my games I like plus I like stories I like going through and enjoying a, a good story which is why I like the Uncharted games so much or God of War and that's yeah, what you- that's what I was saying with with The Witcher The Witcher to me the story is amazing I'm not I'm not going to compare and say that Skyrim is a better story or Witcher is a better story they're unique in its own self I don't even if know the story know- of Skyrim I gotta be honest with you I played that game for a few years of my life I still don't know the fucking story <laughs> oh dare you I personally think that um, the biggest difference uh, is the fighting style um, and like the, yes. actual, the actual battle aspects of it because that's what I love about Skyrim. I love anything that allow any game that allows me to be an archer. I'm going to be an archer. Witcher, you don't have that. You have your two different types of swords, and then you get bombs. You know, which is why Dan pitches this game to me yeah. because I am an up close and personal type of fighter in games. I don't care about arching. I don't care about magic. Give me a sword. Give me an axe. Give me fucking any any hand, weapon in my hand that I'm cutting something in half with. Witcher well, that, that gives kind of- two swords. Yeah. Well, one that, sword for humans. Be- one sword for monsters. That, that's another thing like with the witcher like one of the things that i love with that because you actually do get um like a crossbow is um so like when you're fighting a griffin like right at the beginning this is not a spoiler or anything when you're fighting a griffin um, i've played the game dive- enough to have fought the griffin yeah yeah so like when it's dive bombing at you you shoot the uh what is it you shoot the uh um your crossbow at it and the thing will literally dive bomb into the ground and like like it's those little things. Like I think the thing that throws people off with the and Witcher, then once you ground it, that's when you take the sword and fucking and just start pounding out. it. Yeah. One of the things though with the Witcher that I think gets misplaced or mis or, or people don't realize, and it took me a little bit of a learning curve with it, is that they hide so much in the reading material of how to do things compared to other games where it's just like go here, go here. By the way, mix this potion. Like for you to See, figure I- out how to fight the Griffin. You need to actually read the beastry and see. But Dan, that's, out, okay. this is something else you know about me. I love exploring the lore of games. Yep. I read everything. That's why I still think you're going to love The Witcher. I think you'll put more time in The Witcher than Skyrim. But <laughs> I highly doubt that. Yeah. That's an impossible task. <laughs> Z, you were going to say something. Um. Yeah, I was just going to actually say that I need to head out soon. Um, I'm I'm helping Petsit a ferret. He needs his medicine soon. Okay, we'll move on to the next one. 
sorry. Uh, no, no, that's fine. The, the next one's going to be the last thing, and then and then we'll go. So um, it's funny that you say the next one is the last thing because of the name of the last thing. Yeah. So the the last the last thing that they unveiled is The Last of Us Part One. So first off, um, remastered, remastered from the ground up. I've looked at P- I, since I saw this announcement. It looks amazing. Everybody knows how much I love the Witch. Uh, I'm sorry, the Witcher. How much I love The Last of Us. How much I love The Last of Us Two. How much I love this. How much I'm waiting, and I cannot wait for the HBO series. I love The Last of Us. I am so biased about this, so I am opening it up to you guys. Never played the games, but I will watch the shit out of that series just because I know the story is great, and I've seen the actor playing Joel. Yep. So if you don't, and for anyone who doesn't know, the actor playing Joel is the same guy who plays the fucking Mandalorian. Yep. Yep. Great actor. I can give you a whole list of things he's been in that are amazing. That is going to be a show to fucking watch. Yep. I mean, I'm going to make Dan gasp here. I don't really care for it. Oh, I, I, I don't care that you don't care for it. Like, to me, like this, everything in The Last of Us, to me, hits every single like savory note in my gaming storytelling plain horror scary tension moments that i love emotion pure emotion gripping you oh, yeah. at your core squeezing your heart yeah it touches I, every single i've known you how long have i have i yeah. known you I, it touches literally every note it's it's the perfect mm-hmm. game for you it's the perfect it game is. for you it's a perfect franchise. Like the the fact that I can I'm not even talking about this, franchise. I'm talking about the first one alone was the perfect game for you. Yeah, uh, the, the fact and and then the second one. And I think I even said this when the second one came out in episodes way back. The fact that I can sit there and I can be so tensed up because I don't know what's happening, and then I stop the game and I need to stop myself. Like I need to literally sit when I turn it off and be like. What the hell did I just play? Like, I love that. I love that tension. Like, you could pull the chair out from under me and I would still be in the sitting position. You know, that tense. Because I I, I just, I fucking love this franchise. Did you poop on spot when that happened? Did you poop? No. No. Let me check. <laughs> um, so if you haven't played it and you can get the sequel on a PlayStation 5, or I'm sorry, not the sequel. That's a game I've remake, also never played so good so that that's why i'm leaving it i'm leaving it to you guys for final thoughts on this i've never played it so the announcement was the only reason i was excited about that announcement was for you i knew I, how I, you'd react i personally I really care less it, I don't it's think, not i'm never gonna play waited. it but it's way too new of a game for the re to do again no, no, I di- I disagree 100. percent The popularity of that franchise says differently. Trust me, people will laugh it up. People will lap. People will lap that remaster up. Trust me, it's gonna sell. It's gonna it's gonna do good numbers. Yeah, the, the first one, the first one, seven years old. Especially with the series coming out and everything, you're gonna get new fans coming in just because they enjoy the series. That are gonna go, oh shit, there's a game on new systems, and they're gonna fucking play it. Brilliant move on their part. Brilliant move. And that's just my opinion. You know, I'm not a big fan of the franchise. I, I'm not either. I don't ever plan on playing the games. I'm just saying it was a brilliant move on their part as far as as far as being a business and making money. Brilliant move. 
Well, you, you realize with that a the new first series is... about to launch and you remaster it on new systems that people just got, and they're gonna be like, "Shit, I love this series." Oh, sh it's based off a video game. Oh, shit, there's the game. Guess what they're gonna do? Even if they're not hardcore gamers, they're gonna play the fucking game. Yep. Oh yeah, this this is this is a perfect move with the. This is going to come out, and then the HBO series is going to come out. Absolutely, it's 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 the perfect move. The game is ten years old. The original game is ten years old. They're remaking that from the ground up at sixty frames per second, four K, brand new visuals, all of that. They literally are play. They are creating a game that they wanted to create, but because of hardware limitations, they couldn't back then. And now it's the game that they want to make. I see a definitive edition of Part Two coming out. Um, and then, and then on top of that, they've also announced it's not going to be called Part Three, but it's going to be a multiplayer, another Last of Us game. Yes. So I, I am, saw I'm, that. I'm, it's, it's a multiplayer. <clears throat> it's a multiplayer game in the Last of Us universe. Yep. I, the only reason <clears throat> I'm willing to even download that is to play it with Dan. Yep. So that's it. Uh, Z, have you played? I have not. Um, oh. I have not. I pretty much share the same opinion, basically word for word, as Ryan. Um, where I'm like, I'm excited because I know how many people actually loved the first one. Um, and I remember, honestly, I I very I remember watching Jacksepticeye's playthrough of The Last of Us um, when I was younger, and I think that it's amazing that they're taking a game and rebuilding it the way that they want to. I think it's really great that they're taking that step as opposed to just releasing a new game. I think that, like you guys said, it's really, really good timing to put this out, especially on new gen consoles. And with the series coming up, it's gonna intersect per like pretty perfectly, especially for the fan base. And then when people watch the HBO show, because you know, hey, what's this? I don't know what this is. Let's go take a look. They're gonna like it, and then they're gonna be like, God, oh, there's games! Cool! And they're gonna play the game. Exactly. Yeah. I, I think it's perfect marketing. Um, Z, you hit brilliant. it. Brilliant. Absolutely fucking brilliant on their part. Yep. Yep. Not a flaw um, in the execution, as far as I'm concerned. It's brilliant. Yep. Well, and with that, we are gonna end the show. Um, Z, Ryan, Chris, um, this is our 60th show. Uh, I thank you guys for um, once again uh, just joining us for as long as you have. I know that, you know, from shows that you've been on and other shows for listening, because I know you guys have supported through the whole thing. So 60 shows, I, uh, episodes, I love it. I thank you guys so much for it. Um, and uh, with that, I say we uh, say good night and until next time. We're only Thanks. nine away. We're close. <laughs> Good night, friends. <laughs>